Welcome to Oh This World. Each season, we'll investigate a topic that transfixes, confounds, or terrifies us. For our first season, we plan to focus on something that does all three, the Texas State Legislature. But no sooner had we recorded our first ever episode than we, like all of you, got smacked in the face with a global pandemic, a nationwide shutdown, and a looming economic catastrophe. And nothing is more transfixing, confounding, or terrifying than the coronavirus and our government's response to it. So we decided to recalibrate. As Americans and as Texans, we wonder about the choices we are personally making in this new world disorder. And because our state and federal governments have failed to provide the leadership all of us need to make informed decisions, it too often feels like each of us is on our own. But at a time when it's easy to feel helpless, we're focused on action. I'm Antoinette Perez. And I'm Lucas Schaefer. We are friends, engaged citizens, and progressive activists in Austin, Texas. Our mission with this podcast is to help Texans and people across the country hold our leaders accountable and build an America that leaves no one behind. So wash your hands, grab a drink, and join us for This World. Hello, Antoinette. Hi, Lucas. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, it's funny, today's Friday, and I don't know what that means anymore, but it's I'm sort of used to saying, hey, today's Friday, it's great. I know. I think the weekend feels in a way weirder to me, maybe because you and I both do some work from home, right? So Yes. Um, that's when, when the quarantine really, really hits. Today we are going to be talking about... Uh, food and the ethics of grocery shopping and cooking and all of those um, issues that you and I have spent a lot of time talking about off the air, as they say. Um, so just to start out, what is the cooking situation in your home right now? Um, you know, how do I simplify that? In, in some ways, not a lot has changed. We've always been strong cookers at home. Some of that is my son and I are both vegetarian. Some of it is all three of us to some degree are picky. Um, so there hasn't been a huge amount of um, demand on us that we didn't already kind of have for ourselves. And I do think that we're starting to feel like we are hitting ruts five weeks into this. I don't know. How yes. about you? Is your menu hitting a rut? Oh, oh, this oh, this world is what I have to say. Um, you know, we're doing okay. I would call myself a a B cook. I'm a mm -hmm. B. Cook. I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I cook. You know, we cook most nights. But um, it's a struggle. We've started to get a little creative with our um, where we're getting our groceries from. Mm -hmm. You know, we're getting some like curries from our local Thai place to kind of you know literally spice, spice things up literally spicing things up yeah. um but it's it's interesting and and you know my my goal with all of this has been to limit um sort of grocery and costco trips but my relationship with costco is one who's trying to limit that pre-pandemic so yeah. um i continue to 
dislike going there. But mm. I will say, but the the first time during the pandemic, my husband went did the he he's the normal Costco person because I complain a lot about it, and um, <laughs> I felt like I felt a little bit like the. I when he got back, I I said to him, "Am I like the husband in Force Majeure who like when the avalanche hits just runs and abandons his family? Like kind of <laughs> I've I've sent him off to to get the groceries." But um, so what is kind of getting you through in terms of in in the food world? We do a once a week giant shopping trip to H E B. It is supplemented every couple of weeks from Costco. And one concession that I have made, because I think in my family, folks tap out at least once a week and they say, please, can we order from blank restaurant or pizza place or whatever? Uh, once a week, we order in and we eat off of those leftovers and it gives us a break from cooking. We have we went 30 days without doing any takeout. And on the 30th day, we got ramen takeout. And I like was prancing around the house being like, the kitchen <laughs> is closed. The kitchen is closed. This 30 is days is impressive. That's really it, impressive. It was. Although when we got home, I I, I honestly thought I was going to start weeping because we realized we had to. This sounds so like spoiled and ridiculous. I'm I'm being like. I'm kidding, basically, but we had to heat the ramen. So like the stovetop was still required. And I was like, no, but obviously just having food is we're fortunate to be in the situation where that is not a problem. So I don't mean to sound like, uh, you know, an ungrateful little brat. Hey, food is great. Food is great. Food is great. So here's the thing about the groceries and all of this that you and I have talked about before and that I think, you know, a lot of people are talking about, which is we're getting so little guidance at the state and federal level. If we had a functioning presidency, if we had a governor here in Texas who was a little more interested in public service, it would not be outside the realm of possibility to have that person, have the Surgeon General, have all of these people coming out and kind of saying, here's how we want you to approach grocery shopping. Here's how you can do this in a way that's um, sustainable and, and helpful to your community. Instead, what's happening is, you know, I'm getting YouTube videos from my mother that say, you know, leave a box of food in your garage for three days. I mean, there's a lot of quackery. Did you see that video? Oh, yes. It, I mean, you're, the guy is practically bobbing for apples that he's put in yeah. water. It, that's exactly the, the, one, the one recommendation from that video that made me feel like it was one step too far. I was not willing to go to, you know, clear out your whole sink, fill one side with hot soapy water and wash everything as soon as you come home from the grocery store. Just going to the grocery store carries all of its own contamination issues and fears. And it's a production. It's a production that well, coming right. home and then staging part two of the production. It was just too much for me. Well, and it's also, and I didn't, I didn't quite give the context necessary, maybe, but what we're talking about is a YouTube video that was from, I think, a doctor, someone who claimed to be a doctor, at least, about how to prepare your food. And not only was it 
over the top. But if you investigate it further, I mean, there were things in it that are just wrong, including that thing with, I mean, do you really want like soap all over your apple? I mean, do you, I mean, the, the leaving the food outside was the craziest one. A, for like, we have nowhere to leave it. We have no garage. But like, also, it is April in Austin, Texas. Like, I'm not going to leave a filet of salmon in the, the trunk. Distant garage for, for, for three yeah. days. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what, what we kind of want to focus on today is addressing those kind of ethical concerns about, um, about groceries. And um, one one piece that recently came out on this was in the Atlantic. Uh, Joe Pinsker has a kind of FAQ um, titled, Is it ethically okay to get food delivered right now? So we'll tweet that out and put that up. It has some good advice. But I'm curious, Antoinette, what your feelings are about uh, kind of getting food delivery, if you've considered that as opposed to, you know, doing your weekly HEB. I have a friend with a very large family and she was doing grocery delivery long ago. She's been doing it for years. I personally have always enjoyed going to the grocery store. I enjoy looking at what's available. I like pawing through the produce, all of those things. There's a joy for me in in participating in that on behalf of my family. There's a joy in looking at it all when I get home and planning in my head what's going to come of these these groceries and these items. Um, so for me, I really have never considered having my groceries delivered. I've never considered curbside. I will mask up and glove my hands and go into that grocery store once a week. Just because you feel like you need to touch the, the stuff. I feel like I need to lay my eyes on the things. And that's another thing that I've I've been better about is not touching everything, right? Like being very purposeful about uh, this is the apple I want, grabbing the apple and putting it in my cart. Right, 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 right. I mean, I, I will say I've, I've done a lot of thinking about like getting things delivered mm-hmm. and we keep not doing it in part because I feel like we are, you know, on the younger end, we're healthy we should leave those services open to people who are in a position where they really can't leave the house. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it's it is a tricky one just because even um, you know, at those grocery stores and basically you know, the places I've gone shopping have all been really good about keeping people six feet apart in line and all of that stuff. I think the problem is once you get into the store itself, but before you're checking out, it's Social distancing is basically impossible in in that circumstance, tr- tr- like true social distancing. I mean, you you're not right up against people, but do you know what I mean? You're not. Yeah, I, I do. It's, uh, you know, when you're out walking the dog on the street, you have a period of time where you can plan a route around each other like another approaching person and their dog or whatever. In the grocery store, it's a little bit less so. And still, there's an opportunity, I think, to be able to um, to try to navigate. But you're right. If you're headed toward the same shelf or you're in close proximity, you're both trying to gauge how close you can get, how far away you need to be, who's reaching for what. A little bit more communication verbally with other shoppers than I think I have experienced in the past. Uh, it doesn't intimidate me. It doesn't scare me away from the store. I'll say that. 
It doesn't scare me. I don't love it. I also feel like they need to put signs in grocery stores that say it is okay to smile underneath your mask because <laughs> there's like this, this, I understand everyone's stressed. We're all trying to keep apart from each other, but there is a little bit of an edge that mm. I don't care for. There is an edge. I will, I will allow for that. I agree. There is and an it, edge. It's unnecessary. We could all just, you know, uh, I just say smile, smile under the mask. So we've got the delivery issue versus um, going there. That seems not so hard to to figure out just on an individual level. Um, another one, though, is especially in Texas, where there's all of this opposition to things like paid sick leave from the, the Republican governor and Republican um, legislature to the point where they've overridden uh, local uh, ma- ma- mandates and ordinances about this. How much thinking do you do about if a restaurant is treating their employees in a way that's acceptable to you? Um, is that something you're looking into at all, or are you kind of just sticking with your old standbys? There's there's a lot of focus on comfort foods. So for our family, it really is about the old standbys and the foods that make us feel happy or content or that are familiar to us, I think, more than anything else. But in terms of the ethics, I mean, I definitely wonder sometimes if the person who is preparing the food is there because they have to make money. And if they maybe are fighting off a cold or are experiencing allergies, and I'm doing a lot of air quotes as I say that, right? Because I think in the old world, we might show up to work feeling a little sniffly and attributing it to allergies. Today, all of those choices seem to count much more than they used to. Well, and I think I believe this is mentioned in the Atlantic article, and I've seen it in a few different places, but the thing about those restaurants that do offer paid sick leave and do offer, um, you know, those benefits to employees, which all employees should have, is that the employees are then less likely to do exactly what you're saying and come when they're not feeling well. But it's it goes even beyond that because the testing in Texas, I I believe we're still last in testing yeah. here, here in Texas. And we know there are asymptomatic carriers of coronavirus. So sure. there's kind of, you know, I think we're all just doing the best we can, but I don't think we can lose sight of the fact that if we had adequate testing, um, which really is the fault of our federal government under Donald Trump that we didn't. There was time to prepare. Mm-hmm. And if we had that testing, these decisions would be much easier to make and much less fraught because, you know, who cares? Um, uh, uh, not who cares, but who, who, you just have to think less about where, where all that food's coming from, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the issue of supporting small businesses? I think that's another big challenge is we know that if we don't eat, uh, take order takeout from such and such local restaurant, that we are not pumping the money into a local business, as it were. Um, yes. Yeah. Have you struggled with that one? Um, we've struggled with that one. A little bit. One of the things we've done um, to address that while also limiting our time in the grocery store is 
um, at least in Texas, I don't know if this is the case in other states, but in Texas, many of the many of our favorite restaurants are selling groceries now um, as a way to supplement um, the money they're taking in. And that to me is a, a nice way to do it because you're not, um, you know, you're still preparing your own food mm-hmm. um, while also supporting these businesses. Um, so that's kind of what we've done. It honestly, it hasn't been at the forefront of my mind in part because my own income has also (laughs) taken a little hit. So, you know, you know, I, I don't know how much eating out we'd, we'd be doing, um, anyway, given that, but definitely a consideration for sure. So we do have, um, some action items for people to take on this sort of ethical eating uh, issue. And I think we will uh, report those in just a minute. Okay. So Antoinette, what can uh, our, our listeners here do uh, to, uh, take action when it comes to the issues surrounding ethical grocery shopping and eating. It would surprise me if there were any families left that had not had at least one conversation about ordering out, for instance. I think that's the first one that comes up in a lot of families is I'm tired of eating mom's food or dad's food or whatever, and let's order out from our favorite restaurant. So on that note, I think the first thing is to make sure that we're discussing with our families, every member of that household, uh, what these concerns might be and the choices that we want to make together as a family. Yes, that is seems pretty essential to just have those conversations to start. Um, another thing we want people to consider doing is looking at those smaller grocery stores in their area. Um, up at Eater Austin, they have – is it Austin Eater? Eater Austin? I don't know. I've always just gone there and never thought about it. But mm. um, they have a list locally of all the small grocery stores that are, are operating here. Um, one thing to think about also is we know there's been a lot of – um, anti-Asian discrimination um, based on uh, some of the rhetoric coming out of the Trump administration and our local leaders here. Um, and in Austin and many other cities, many of these smaller groceries are um, uh, Asian-owned. There are a number of Korean groceries here in Austin um, and some other options. So those would be good ones to consider. Um, you know, leave the leave the big stores for um, people who really need to stay within a close proximity to their, their homes and uh, try something a little um, different if those are not places you're already going to. Yes. And a third thing that we would all want to remember is that when we do go grocery shopping, that we are aware of any of the items that are labeled WIC, um, that may be the types of products that are available for folks who are using food stamps, um, some some sort of a government program like that. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, if you've got two products uh, that are basically the same product and one has that WIC label WIC, just choose uh, the other one so that there is uh, 
plenty of I'm trying to think of a, a product. There are many cheese, products, but cheese, ba- cheese baby is formula. the one that I think of first. Yeah. 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 <laughs> cheese and baby formula. Um, uh, so, yeah. So those are three things you can uh, do right now. And we'll post links um, to all of these on our Twitter, which is Oh This World Pod. And we'd also encourage you to let us know what you are doing uh, in terms of your own grocery shopping, if you have any helpful hints, uh, since we are not getting that guidance from anyone but ourselves. I'm really glad that we talked about this today, and I'm feeling a little snackish and peckish. So I might just go and grab a little something, something. Thank you for guiding us through that, Lucas. I'm going to. I'm going to eat at, you know what we started buying? What? Costco beef sticks. And let me tell you, they are hideous. <laughs> and I'm going to go eat one right now. <laughs> and you're going to eat one right now. Well, I'm excited because in our next episode, we're going to talk about something that I've personally been struggling with, or I did struggle with for a long time. And I think the struggle is no more. And we'll talk a little bit about how we got there. And that is cloth face masks face coverings yes one of which Antoinette I wore today that you made so thank you you are welcome I hope that you got lots of um, comments on the fashion sensibility around the mask we we got some pleasant uh, we got some smile under the masks I was gonna say you could see their eyes smiling right <laughs> we'll see you all soon <laughs> take care everyone bye bye